That's true. What's your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Oh god, the one's Jason. Freddy, Freddy versus, versus Jason? Jason? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's the only one I've seen at the theater. That's a good one. Mm. Good one. Yeah, good I mean, experience. it's not the worst one. It's definitely not the worst, that's for sure. What the is the worst one? one? Has Jackie Haley something? Oh, the oh, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. yeah. The one with Rorschach is Freddy. Yes. Yeah, that one yeah, is. The worst that one one. is uh, it's garbage. Yeah, altogether garbage. It's garbage. And then Freddy versus Jason is the second worst <laughs> one. <laughs> um, or would you disagree, Cassandra? You are more of a connoisseur. Yeah, should we rank them? I think I was going to say number five, I think, is probably the worst. The Dream Child one. Worse than Freddy vs. Jason? <sighs> it's a toss-up on those two. Mm-hmm. Freddy's Dead is also quite bad. So is it? That's the one with like the little bit of 3D at the end. Oh, yeah. With yeah. the three that's, dream that's demons. Oh, yeah. That's Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Dead might be the worst one now that I'm thinking about it. Because they fucked the story up so bad. It has but the best are one, three, two. <sighs> what about one, Season of the Witch? Three. That's uh, the wrong movie. Wrong one. One, three, and New Nightmare are the it, uh, that's New Nightmare the, is above two? Yeah, that's the holy oh, trinity. I'm, I'm not asking you. I know you have a a, a storyline worked out where only those three it's exist. It's not just me. No, it's not that they are the only ones that exist. They're the ones that continue the storyline of mm-hmm. the first one. Okay. Uh, two is uh, fun and campy and uh-huh. weird and crazy. Four, it's okay. It's got some cool Which deaths in it. Four is... Dream Master. Dream Master. That's the one with the comic book. Remember, Freddy becomes a, goes into the comic book to kill the artist yes, guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's some cool kills in it. Okay. Uh, the dude turns into a motorcycle, I believe, in that one. Oh, that might be five. Anyway, four and five have interesting <laughs> kills, but overall the stories are not, not good. not as good a story. Okay. Freddy's dead is garbage. That's six? It, yeah. Okay. Does have... Oh, yeah, the 3D one. Rose, 3D one. Roseanne and Tom Arnold in the, mm. the town acting crazy. <sighs> it's Brecken Myers like first movie where he gets high. Okay. Remember, and then okay. Freddy's coming out of the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. I actually enjoyed that sequence. Freddy Not becomes a video thing. game. Yeah. yeah. The kid with the hearing aid where Freddy's like dropping all the pins, but he has the hearing aid turned yeah. all the way up. Yeah. yeah. Again, there's some funny kills, but. Overall, not a great film. No. Okay. And then New Nightmare, which was like a precursor to Scream, mm-hmm. where it was like self-aware. Yeah, it's kind of real. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then the Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Which had some interesting ideas, but overall, not great. Like the not great at all. Like the pill thing was cool. That and like locking up the kids and dosing them. And the thing where uh, he had to be remembered to come back, like everybody oh, had yeah. forgotten him. Yeah, there's, there actually are cool uh, there's uh, ideas, ideas. But the, to the canon, even. Yeah, but the movie not overall, good. not that great. And like Jason being afraid of water in the fr- in his own dreams. <laughs> but like Freddy going into Jason's dreams, so weird. That's kind of weird to think of Jason dreaming. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. that's the weirdest part. This is a killer monster zombie guy. He's misunderstood, first off. Welcome, Heels and Heaters, to another episode. A special edition. A special edition. Nuclear Heat Podcast goes to the movies at our homes. 
here in the illustrious I Nuclear Heat Podcast Studios. Like to call it NHP goes to the TV. Okay. Instead of NHP goes to the movies. You can mm-hmm. call it that if you wish. That's how I will be branding it online okay. as Chief Brand Officer. Chief Brand Officer. And COO. I'm Rob. I am COO. CEO. CEO. CBO. D3PO. C3PO. Cheap Heat, the villain. Uh huh. GM. GM. Constable. Constable Cass. Constable Cass. And you are? Oh, just. You gotta I'm, say all your names. All my names. All my names. The Wild Card. The Dick Guillotine. The Rickshaw. The. 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 Best. Best. Most medium. The, in the one, world? Of the, one of the third best comers in the world. It's true. Best comers. Woo! Mike. And we are here today. And what? Did you even say all your names or did you just say I'm Rob? Rob. No, just I'm Rob. Just I'm Rob. I thought that was my only name. Do no, you're name? now Professor. Okay. And Professor of Goth. <laughs> I'll be sure to say that every week. Crow lover. Crow lover. Professor of Goth. Uh, professor of Goth or Goth Professor? Either one. Well, <laughs> Professor of Goth because uh-huh. you're not really, you don't really dress goth. That's yeah, true. Let's get the, the guy liner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, like, you need to be wearing all black instead of, That's like, true. you usually dress in rainbow. I mean, I have the pleather pants, but I don't always wear them. No. About the all mesh right. shirt with the leather elbow pads. Uh, no, that's that pleather as well. probably your best look. All right, guys. So today, we're going to be talking about Biceland's uh, Dark Side of the Mat. Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. Episode one. (laughs) Episodes one and two. The match made in heaven. We got Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, and then we'll follow that up. Episode two, the Montreal Screwjob. Stay tuned. Buckle the fuck up. Wait, was it called Montreal Screwjob? Yeah, Montreal Screwjob. So uh, I didn't know if they had another... Like a snazzy name. The Montreal Snowball. Going into the... So he had maple syrup in it. Vice Swap it back and forth. How much did you know there, Constable Mike? Uh, about before, either subject before getting into it yes before we watched these uh i was aware that Wrestling randy savage yes, and, and randy savage. yeah and double h were uh were wrestlers uh-huh uh i presume that they had wrestled each other and that they had wives um uh, hot wives yeah, uh-huh. i remember you guys watching the Ooh. uh the hogan knows best oh uh, yes that's true reality series before uh-huh. Uh-huh. rob um, was watching it last night yeah he loves it he marathons it constantly i guess it's it might be on netflix i, I don't know what it's on I'm but pretty I, well, sure i'm watching it it's on hulu he live tweets it as well i'm live tweeting reruns of a <laughs> 10 year old reality program yeah from hmm. like your secret twitter not from our main yes. twitter well that makes perfect sense yeah. so you really knew nothing about it. i knew nothing uh, about either this. subject no okay how about you constable Cass? what did you remember about uh, uh I, macho and miss elizabeth uh, for example uh, f- macho and miss elizabeth i i knew who they were I knew some of the story. I didn't know all the dark. Did you know that allegedly they used illegal drugs? I did know that. I didn't know <laughs> all of the darkness. Okay, all of the all, darkness. I didn't know all the details. All so I got details. some of that. You got to see the darkest side of the mat. Pretty much. Well, they held a lot back. They obviously are lying. They're covering shit up. We'll get into it. I think it. I think it's fair to say that many of the people that were interviewed for the Macho and Elizabeth episode are the last of the kayfabe generation. Mm-hmm. They are uh, protecting the business. <laughs> living the gimmick. protecting these dead people mm-hmm. and living the gimmick. Uh, would you recommend for 
Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it twice. Would you recommend for wrestling fans to watch these two episodes, and would you recommend for non wrestling fans to watch these two episodes? I think everybody can really enjoy these. Okay, I would say like if you have zero, absolutely zero interest in wrestling or documentaries, you're not going to enjoy it. Okay, but. Me, I'm a huge documentary fan, and I'll watch it of shit that I don't like at all, just because it's a documentary. So, people that like documentaries, I think will like it, because they are enjoyable to watch, they're fun to watch. I mean, you probably won't know all the backstory, like, you won't be able to tell when people are holding shit back, like, wrestling fans obviously do, but you'll still get an enjoyable story. How about you, Mike, for the non-wrestling viewers? Oh, for the non-wrestling viewers, yeah, it's a decent documentary. And for the wrestling viewers? For the wrestling viewers, watching a documentary is much easier than reading a biography. That is true. I'll say for people that already know about wrestling in the late 80s, early 90s, nothing new is coming out here. Yeah, it's nothing new. They they did not find secrets about the Montreal Screwjob. There is nothing new here. uh, I know for a fact that there are secrets to the Montreal Screwjob... And they do find them. Oh, they do. And they're holding it back. They're holding it back. They didn't show us, but I know. I have they a feeling. This. Me and Scott Hall, we know. We fucking know. So well, there's another way to know if you want to watch this. If you enjoy Scott Hall, <laughs> there is quite a bit of footage from the the wrestler formerly known as Razor Ramon on both <laughs> the Macho Man and the Montreal Screwjob documentary. I will say for the eagle-eyed viewer, okay. there are hints in Jim. Old Sheldon Cornette's uh, parents' mm-hmm. attic. Oh, yeah. That he's turned into a wrestling museum. Mm-hmm. For just himself. For just himself, yeah. yes. He charges his parents to go up there, Ovs. Wow. Yeah. He's got, you, you got to pay for upkeep, you know? To me, I'm surprised that uh, Jim Cornette's parents are still with us because <laughs> Jim Cornette is, is no years spring old. chicken. He's been in the business for quite some time. 60 years. Well, no, they're they're in a nursing home now, but they're ah. stuck paying for their own care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz he has to he has to maintain the wrestling museum for himself. Yeah. So, uh, who were some of the main players in the uh Macho Man story well, here? Yeah, if we're going to start with Macho Man, we should. We'll start off with Bruce Prichard right away. Okay. Lenny Poffo, of course, obviously. Lenny, the genius Poffo. Yeah. Uh, Linda Balea. Uh, who, and who is Linda Balea? Uh, Linda Hulk Hogan, oh. as many people know her. <laughs> Double H's former uh, wife? Yeah. Concubine? Uh, Scott Hall, as we've already said. Vince McMahon comes up quite often, but, but he he's not in it. But he does not participate yeah. no. in the first episode. He, he only appears as a picture of him in a pink Speedo. Which... It Which might be is the, actually worth the price of admission. Yeah, right I would say if you love wrestling and you're or a huge you Speedos. Vince McMahon fan, get on this, watch it, pause the image, ruin a couple couches. <laughs> really make it worth the investment in Splashly furniture. Yeah, really put it to use. Really test out those couches. I mean, maybe Splashly should have the pictures up in their showrooms to really test uh, out Vince? those couches. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, before we go too much further, why don't we let the uh, the people know? About the tasty adult beverages, we are enjoying both while watching these films, these masterpieces, mm-hmm. and uh, while uh, presenting for them these wonderful reviews. Cassandra, what are you drinking? Well, well I hell. already had Dogfish's Slightly Mighty, I believe it's called. I believe that is correct. The can is in the other room. It is their diet IPA. It is... Uh. 
like three carbs, 90 calories, some bullshit like that. Uh, let's see. 95 calories, 3.6 carbs. Uh, it is a low-cal IPA brewed with... Uh, IPA juice. Brewed with monk fruit extract. There we go. Ah, so it's like stevia. Mm-hmm. And it's good. But more so. It's good. Mike, I know you had one of those... While what? we were watching the illustrious documentaries, what yes, did, did you did. enjoy that? I did. It was uh, it was like a lighter hopped IPA. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah it wasn't as intense. wasn't as offensive. It wasn't to... totally bitter like Constable Cass. Constable Cass, what are you enjoying now? Burn. Now I'm Boom. having Forgotten Boardwalk Spiced Wit Lady Number no. 8. It is uh, brewed with watermelon, basil, and a spicy pepper blend. Oh, it okay. is. Do you find it tasty? Delicious. It's very good. And it's 5% alcohol by volume. And I'm sure full of carbs. I've had one of those. And that is also tasty. I am myself enjoying Double Nickel Brewing Companies uh, out of Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Double dry hopped IPA with Galaxy and Azaka. Uh, it's called Jetro. A New England style IPA, and it's quite good as well. What do you think Jetro stands for? That is the forgotten son on the Beverly Hillbillies. Mm. Was he forgotten? I thought he lived with them. No, that was Jethro. This is Jetro. That's they're they weren't twins. They were more like Irish twins, Jetro and Jethro. Oh, okay. And Jet. Jetro was the forgotten one. Yeah, can you can you explain what an Irish twin is for our audience? People may not know. Oh, this is nobody in here is Irish. Is, so. This is I'm sort Irish of, and I this know, is but. sort of racist against Irish people. Yeah, well, it was just almost impossible. But it's as they no are all Catholic <laughs> and they don't believe that condoms exist. Many times, you know, uh, Catholic siblings will, or Catholic or Irish, their siblings will be twelve months apart and or less. Irish twins mm-hmm. or less. Yeah, yeah, Irish twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine months apart in some cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel for the mother, but there, there you have it. Those Irish, but, uh, those Catholics. Speaking as someone who's Irish, uh, we we do believe that that condoms exist. Yes, we just don't believe in the use. <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah. Which I'm old school. I don't even pull out. There you go. Irish twins. Yes. No one pulls out, and uh, no one pulls out. No one gets condoms. finishers. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- uh, I believe everybody's finishers, right? Yeah, that's, that's finished. <laughs> well, the man gets a finisher. <laughs> so now what? Now the woman what? gets a let's, baby. <laughs> let's go Ta-da. back. <laughs> Worth the price of admission. <laughs> let's go back to the wrestling You started off the nonsense on this one, sir. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the beer. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't feel that this is my fault mm-hmm. at all. So getting back to Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. Match Made in Heaven, so, <laughs> we got to see a young Randy Savage, and he had kind of a normal voice in like mm. one of his early oh, yeah, promos. Brother. It wasn't that. No. It wasn't, no, that. wasn't that. He talked. Snap to it. It. He talked kind of like the character he becomes. Yeah. But snap to it. Yeah. Like very, oh yeah, brother. Very much like that. Okay. Um, and then his brother Lenny, who he's not bitter. <laughs> he's not bitter at all. Uh, says that his brother. Uh upstaged him every day but it was cool because he was getting over and he called randy a bedwetter <laughs> lonnie Ponfo, you yeah. need to calm down and uh killing the business over there macho the bedwetter people, people either loved him or hated him but they all respected him mm. which is not true yeah and not what not can't be said of lonnie Ponfo. Uh, but yeah, he, he you get the impression that voice came about because of 
too many Slim Jims, mm-hmm. and just that that like. Slim gym poisoning, poisoning, but also that screaming at the gym. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. when you like you're lifting way too much, and that they don't let you do at Planet Fitness. And you know, like how Coke like wears down. Allegedly, allegedly, they didn't admit to the Coke or steroid use, or pill use, or or rampant abuse of wives. Abuse of wives, (laughs) the swinging. They didn't admit to any of those. Scott or no, no. Jake the Snake did say, I didn't want my wife around that crap. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jake the Snake. (laughs) Uh, But she was allowed to be around the snakes, so. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all all de-venomed. They're all fixed. Oh, yeah, she was a snake handler. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to spoil everything for everyone, because everybody should be watching these documentaries, because there's so much. We just prefer to be a companion. I think my favorite part is when... Randy the Macho Man Savage comes up to Jake the Snake and says, is that snake fixed, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Jake the Snake is making a face like Randy may be... Insane. Insane, yeah. High, insane. Uh, Jake the Snake lets the snake bite his leg to prove... For about 20 minutes, I think. (laughs) Then has to sit there with Randy for an hour, paranoid (laughs) Randy. Yeah, no taking any antidotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Randy? One of my other favorite parts mm-hmm. was all of Linda Belia's pictures that she still has and uh, all the ridiculousness uh, that she was trying. She, I think like she wanted to talk about it more than she actually did. Obviously, doesn't want to let all the secrets out, but all you the think? swinging parties they had. I th- I feel like she we're could... gonna have to slap a big fat allegedly on the swingers party because I don't I don't think anybody has said that as yet. Well, we're in... the, it the, it's implicit in the way everyone is discussing the giant parties that Terry threw and yeah. invited everyone to, but no one no one Nobody made that accusation. What about, what about the chef's apron with the big hole for his <laughs> cock to come out? <laughs> I I didn't mean it. I mean they're all on steroids. I don't yeah. think it's that big a hole. <laughs> I mean, like no, it's the balls that shrink up. Uh, I would love for Mrs. Double H to write a tell-all book. Ooh, wouldn't that be great? That would be good. She must have some kind of contract somewhere, though, where she can't divulge a lot of secrets. Although, who would sign one with her, though? Like, oh, maybe a divorce in the divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm. She gets a Nick. He seems like the weak link. Yeah. All you got to do is be best friends with him and like ride <laughs> shotgun while he gets drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't have all the stories though like yeah, you know she's got some shit to tell at least in this episode the the stories were from when the kids were little yeah. oh the yeah kids aren't old enough yeah like in some of the pictures the real good times uh, oh all right i wasn't sure in- about the timeline because she talked about giving nick a bottle but yeah i think she misspoke there because i i caught that too and i looked up how old nick is and her timeline's not right hmm. but she May have also been indulging. Yes, in some that's what I was just gonna say. Allegedly, allegedly she was coked allegedly. to the fucking gills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've seen those show. She had old pictures of herself too. Yeah. She was high as fuck too. Also, at one point, <laughs> they did really edit this together nicely, where there a whole bunch of people are like, Lex and Elizabeth were pilled to the gills, and then. <laughs> Linda comes on and says, I don't remember ever seeing Elizabeth on pills. <laughs> pills? Oh, that's because uh, you were on them too, bitch. Yeah. We all know. So that was during the years that you had your eyes poked out First for off, some reason. Every woman in the 80s was on so many diet pills because it was allegedly, just straight allegedly, speed then. Allegedly. No, every woman in the 80s. <laughs> I, 
Every woman. Every woman. Okay. Well into the 90s, in fact, too. Until they took the speed out of them in the Um, (laughs) mid-90s. And she was on coke. Uh, There was roids floating around everywhere. I'm sure there was all kinds of other pills floating around. Marijuana. She clearly still smokes weed, that's for sure. You could see it. You could see it in her face. Allegedly. Perhaps. This is all opinion, so we don't have to say allegedly. This is all our perception. Uh, All right. But yeah, I love the pictures. I love that she still has the table where everybody has like carved or signed their names into it. You can see all the old wrestlers. Yeah, that is pretty fun. Yeah, it's neat. And yeah, then there was just a lot of bullshit where people clearly were holding back the full truth. And I want all the tea. I need it. If it's a documentary series, give me the full tea. I think particularly... In that generation of guys with lacking lacking uh, double H's participation, mm-hmm. and I mean the guys that they've got participating have abused substances to a, their full extent. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that Scott Hall and Jake the Snake have used a lot of substances, so their memories aren't as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda is going to be lying. Um, I, I probably the most truthful person in there is Lonnie Ponfo. He's yeah. got the least to hide. Uh. The biggest thing I hated about this mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. was how much people say that they love and respect Macho Man and Lex yeah. Luger when they were both totally abusive to Miss Elizabeth, yeah. totally abusive probably to all the women in their lives of and course. throwing that out there, cheating on people constantly. Yeah. And Macho Man treating her bad. And you can see it. Like, yeah. It's not all an she act. She looks like an abused woman. She looks yeah. scared and in promos. She's not that good of an actress. No. So uh, I'll also say that, man, Lex Luger must have paid Scott Hall so much money to say that Lex Luger was one of the biggest names in the business oh, ever. Yeah. Because <laughs> Lex Luger was the biggest flop. Now, mm-hmm. Vince did want him to be the next he was uh, Double H. The Roman Reigns of his was. generation. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that is giving Lex a very big yeah. benefit of the doubt. The, uh, was he the EC3 of his generation? <laughs> and there's so, the Mojo Rally. In, in, in between Roman Reigns and, Le- and EC3 is where Lex Luger lives. Vince desperately wanted him to be the next Hulk Hogan. But neither of them could figure out a way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And Lex just kind of coasted through the rest of his career. To call him one of the biggest names in wrestling history in an episode that is about Macho Man is a bold, yeah. bold mm-hmm. fucking statement. He was one of the names in wrestling history. He was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he allegedly didn't kill Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. No, he killed her. He allegedly did not. Like, well, we'll get to that t- towards the end of the thing. Well, we'll talk think, it up. Why don't we go ahead and get there? Well, I had a couple more things okay, to point out that I had written down. Sorry. Um, during the documentary, there's like reenactors, but uh-huh. like shadowed. Uh, and very nice. The Hulk Hogan one fucking goes for it. <laughs> he is overacting in yeah. the shadows. He's doing a standing leg drop yeah. at the at the <laughs> Hogan allegedly swinger ba- barbecue. <laughs> Um, so I love the reenact. They had him on both. Yeah. Not that, uh, that guy probably was in both, but I mean reenactors on both. Yeah. Giving it their all from yes. the shadows. Uh, let's this see. is my pick break. <laughs> I'm going to, pre- I am pretending to be the macho man. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have? Um, 
even though they were they didn't admit that a macho man was abusing Miss Elizabeth, they all admitted that he was super controlling, controlled yeah. her in the ring, out of the ring, wouldn't let her do anything. Every single defense that they make of Randy mm-hmm. sounds like an abusive person defending themselves. Yes. So they're all out there in death defending mm-hmm. Randy the Macho Man. Yeah, they're yeah, because they don't see controlling a woman as being abusive. No. Yeah. They see they see Irish kisses as abusive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, he wasn't hitting her. He was just telling her what to do. And... He never hit her at at one of Hulk Hogan's parties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did the Macho the Man, man <laughs> voice on that one. I, whatever. He's defending himself in third oh, person. Yeah, brother. <laughs> defending himself beyond the grave. <laughs> I never punched her in public, brother. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> now that sounds like, it sounds more like Hulk Hogan. Uh, it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. well, let's go watch those clips. Hogan and Macho Man really sound very similar. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're saying, oh, yeah, then you're Macho Man. I if you're saying, you know, brother. take your vitamins, brother. Yeah. That, yeah. They yeah. both said brother. Yeah. They're all brothers. They're all bros. Yeah. They're it up. Speaking of broing it up, can Here we talk we about their pranks? Okay. The yeah. 80s pranks? Yeah. <laughs> they played really pranks on each other, like shitting in each other's bags. Cutting each other's hair off while they were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or they were passed he out. Hasn't high. Done that. Yeah. He hasn't done that. Yeah. And those are the like the team up, like, like these are this is gonna be a slew of pranks, a whole list of pranks. It's just the two. It's just but the two you pranks. know they did other shit for sure. I, I am gonna go on record here. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we've all been on trips together and we've all had bags, mm-hmm. I'm going on record. Shitting in someone else's bag is not a tame prank. That is not funny and not cool. I mean, I've the done it. In other people's bags. It's funny. It's not funny. I've done it so many times. Cutting somebody's hair like when they pass out. Uh, yeah, I, I can see where there's comedy in that. Pooping in someone else's stuff. No. What if it's just pissing in somebody else's stuff? That's not funny either. All right, all right. No, wait, no, that's not funny. <laughs> all right, what what if they mm-hmm. laid down like like butcher's paper or like a shop right bag? Okay, so far so good. All right, and took a took a shit on that, so uh-huh. it didn't actually come in contact uh, and with then your they stuff. Wrapped it up like it's gonna be a nice little uh, a a nice steak. Yeah, or just kind of like zipped up the bag a little uh-huh. bit. That way, it's like not actually coming in contact with your no, this items. Is awful. Now this, what? If, this is awful. What if this it's is not acceptable what if behavior? It's if somebody just farting on your stuff. <laughs> That's, oh, that's funny, right? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> like and, and farting it. in your bag and then zipping it up real quick so the, <laughs> so the fart doesn't escape. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's and you can combine that with the first person to fall asleep. Everybody gets to fart on their head. Yes, farts are fine. And then it's like poop that's not acceptable. You, you cut up their clothes and then you shit all over their clothes. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's not cool. <laughs> and you make sure you take laxatives so it's diarrhea. No. <laughs> no. All right, all right. What if? What no. if wait, why? Where did? Where does that come from? What if you How fart? Did that get in your mind. What if you fart and it's a little wet? So you just use their their shirt as like floss. So it's like fart juice. No. no, not acceptable. It's just a little moist, like it's clear and why runny. Why are your pants off when you're farting anyway? Your pants so, don't have to be for off maximum for a effect. Maximum effect. I was just gonna say that. No, you, you clearly guys, don't know how to fart. You guys have everything is wrong. Have you ever even farted saying. before? Uh, I am done. All right, what? One Poop more. One acceptable. more. One more. What if 
You took their, uh, what are those, like the shaker containers? Uh, uh, for their protein shakes? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the oh, shaker you're balls. farting into the well, protein no, well, shakes? Well, if you're, if you're looked up how to fart into a jar. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Because so you need a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to get into the bathtub. Uh-huh. And you basically, you hold the funnel kind of like right over the region. And you put the uh, the blender bottle just a little bit like over the funnel, uh-huh. but you make sure it's like in the water a little bit so it's airtight. Uh-huh. So you have to fart into the funnel, and then the air goes up into the blender bottle. <laughs> this seems a really a complicated way to do this prank, but it is. But then you have, then you have to like lift it up real quick, then seal it. Uh-huh. Well, I feel like with the well, if it's why do you have to lift it up real quick? You just keep it upside down. Well, yeah, you just have to keep it upside down. Yeah, are farts lighter than air? I don't. I don't know. know. With the blender know. bottle, they have like a pretty wide opening. Mm-hmm. And a lid that you can just flip right over. I don't even think you need the funnel system. I think you could fart right inside the blender bottle because the opening's like this big mm-hmm. and then flip it closed real quick. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like uh, wh- we're all assuming that these are empty. Why don't we just make the protein shake, shake, fart into the protein shake, close it, it up, give it a good shake with the blender ball, <laughs> uh-huh. and then, hey, Dick Guillotine made you a protein shake because all wrestlers are just constantly wanting a protein shake. Yeah. Okay. It's only my fourth one today. Because when you assume, when someone hands you a protein shake, you're going to assume, okay, this is spit. Uh, this has a fart in this it. This is spit. This There's is fart, fart. This is cum. Shit. Yeah. And I, I bet you that much like Macho Man asking Jake about his snake. You take a sip <laughs> yeah, first. You sip it first. <laughs> but really, it's your fart. So it might be like... If I can get you to drink, you're going to drink my entire fart in this 12 ounces of shake. I'm going to take a little sip, just a little bit, and it's my fart. It's my fart. Yeah, but when you open it, it's some, it escapes, you know? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's when you open you up. break the seal. It's when you open a dry container, and then all of a sudden, there's a fart in your face. <laughs> just so you know, guys. We've hit like seven minutes on this. <laughs> I could go on for at least seven hours. All right, so we've we've come to the the following conclusions: farts are funny. <laughs> Shit is, is not. not funny. Poop is never funny. Mm-hmm. Farts are always funny, and we're in we're not we're not in agreement on whether you should take a little of your own fart to dish out more fart medicine to your friends slash enemies but moving right along we're agreeing to disagree uh, what else did you learn (laughs) now i knew that miss elizabeth and uh macho man had a wedding on tv Uh and that they i knew they i already knew that they were married beforehand but apparently there was some tv trickery involved but apparently nobody in the 80s knew like none of the fans because for some reason they were all idiots because they say none of the fans knew they were already married uh I think they were using a bit of hyperbole yeah. when they said that none <laughs> of the fans knew. Some of the fans knew. Yeah, but so they had but their... But you gotta remember, there's no internet. Yeah, and the that's what I was gonna say. There's about wrestling it's at this just, point are all fake. Yeah. They are all, all, only telling the story part. Yeah. They do show the part where uh, Miss Elizabeth says, oh yeah, to the proposal. And if we thought she was acting at any point... That really was the thing that blew it, because her, oh yeah, is terrible. Terrible. She's a terrible actress. She's not good at acting. Oh, they talk about when uh, Miss Elizabeth begged to go stay with Linda and Hulk (laughs) in Miami while Hulk was filming some movie. I can't remember which one they said. Was it Nanny? Nanny with Uh, muscles? Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny? I think. Yeah. 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 And uh, so 
Macho Man let her go because uh, he was super controlling. She had to ask. This part of the story is told by Linda. Yeah. And so it is very confusing. Yeah. It's not clear who Linda is trying to defend and who she's trying to throw under the bus. I think she was trying to defend them both somehow. And herself. And herself. (laughs) And her ex-husband. So she goes to Miami to hang out with Linda while Hulk is filming a movie or whatever they're apparently staying in some condos miss elizabeth doesn't show up for some date night that they had she finally finds her she says she found some guy who also has a condo there who has a spare room and he's letting her stay there and then uh, somehow macho man finds a little wind of it yeah um because clearly Linda told Hulk and Hulk told Macho Man. Yeah. We all know what happened. <laughs> but Linda can't say this. Yeah, Macho yes. Man is there in two hours. <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep kayfabe. Yeah. I didn't tell I didn't tell Macho Man what was Macho going Man on. <laughs> comes in and they have the reenactors like the um Macho Man reenactor is like pushing Linda around. Yeah. And like so clearly that was much worse than the reenactment. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, him and Hulk go to search for Miss Elizabeth. And only Hulk comes back, and Hulk says, they're working it out. To, to let she never know, saw her again or something. To let you know how, how much of an abuser the Macho Man definitely wasn't, mm-hmm. Linda was so scared of the Macho Man when Macho Man said, you better sit in this chair until I find Miss Elizabeth, and if I, if I think that you smartened her up, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. And Linda... Sits in the chair until uh, Double H comes back. Yeah. So definitely, definitely wasn't afraid that Macho no, Man was her. Or, Macho Man Ma- or, Ms. or Double H. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, both are abusive. Yeah. Double H comes back and it's fine now. Yeah. It's cool. Whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to be allowed to hang out with your friend ever, ever, ever again. again. And I'm not sure if Macho is going to come to our barbecues. Mm, yeah. Wink, wink. But, uh, it's fine. Yeah. But that, that was the type of swinging they did. They didn't pork each other's wives. They just were allowed to slap around each oh, other's wives. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, they do show Jake the Snake uh, slapping Miss Elizabeth in the ring mm-hmm. as part of their acting work. So, a couple weeks later, Miss Elizabeth calls Linda and is like, I'm running away from Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's going to go stay with friends in Miami. And that's the about end. it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And then uh, years and later. Spoiler alert, she's dead. Yeah. If they got divorced or whatever, then she goes to WCW because everybody was going to WCW. Uh-huh. And well, Macho got her a job. Yeah. In, um, in a weird, totally not an abusive thing where he, you know, doesn't live with her anymore, but he really wants to protect her and make sure that she makes money and not... Is not controlling just, not or just trying to watch over her in any way. Controlling and abusive yeah. in any way. So she starts dating Lex Luger while she's there, who is married, totally roided out. You, the pictures of him or the video they were showing, he's a roid monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, buys her a, a condo in the same cul de sac as he lives with his real yeah. family. In. My, and how I pictured it, it was like two houses down. <laughs> like or two apartments down i don't know if it was uh, condos or whatever i'm sure it was everybody in the 80s and 90s lived in condos especially in florida yeah so then uh oh they also claim that uh, lex luger was the new double h Oof. Yeah. the double l i guess yeah, not double h <laughs> um and who wants to be 
fuck that guy. <laughs> so then Eric Bischoff, the piece of shit, starts talking about um, having Lex on his podcast or radio show. Yeah. I don't know which Le- one it he is. He has Le- Lex on his podcast. Podcast. Okay. And this was from like two years ago. Yeah. And Lex tells the story of the night Miss Elizabeth died mm-hmm. and he she was drinking vodka, mixing it with pills. He They have the 911 call and mm-hmm. the 911 operator is trying to get him to do like mouth to mouth and calm down and he clearly doesn't do it. Yeah. Let's her die on the couch. I mean, to be fair. He was high as he hell. High you as can hell hear too. it yeah. in his voice, yeah. super high. Yeah. And they found every pill in the world. I was going to say, he gets hit with so. like 17 drug uh, counts. Felony counts, he Felony said. counts, yeah. yeah. Um, somehow doesn't go to jail for murdering her, even though he should. But rich wrestler guy, of course, yeah. doesn't get in trouble. Also white. And then she dies. Yep. And she was like 42 years old. Everybody in this is a huge uh, piece yeah. of shit. Out of their minds. Out yes, of their minds. Out of yeah. their fucking minds. And Bischoff really, it really forgives himself of a multitude of sins. Okay. Yes, WCW had closed down by the time Elizabeth died, but Elizabeth and Lex were doing all this shit while, while they, they worked for there. him. And he knew it. Like, everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Like, all these things. They all forgive each other of the open secrets shit. Mm-hmm. And... A Bischoff deserves some of the some of the blame. Of the he blame does. Yeah. yeah, you could have said, "Hey, Lex, I know you take a whole bunch of pills. Stop taking pills." Yeah. Okay, you don't want to say stop cheating on your wife because you're just his boss. Yeah, and probably also cheating on his wife. <laughs> Allegedly, not alleged. I'm sure he did. He's a huge piece of he shit. He's a huge piece the, of shit. Hundred percent fact. We're slapping he did. an alleged on this because we are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all shit. All mm-hmm. these people are shitty. They're all total shit. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, we forgot about uh, Lex Luger being uh, previously arrested for beating the shit out of Miss Elizabeth, yeah. giving her two yeah. black yeah. eyes, pushing her down steps. Yeah. She's clearly too high to leave him. Yeah. And so used to the abuse. She was probably abused her whole life. She was probably, probably. abused as a kid, too. Yeah. yeah. So dark, dark side of the mat here. Yeah. And then we get into Macho Man, who died. I guess like ten years later or something. He died in two thousand ten. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember when Miss Elizabeth died. I think I think it was about like ten about years before he. So he had a heart attack while driving and crashed into a tree mm-hmm. uh, with his new wife and nearly killed her too. Nearly she killed survived. her, but she, he uh, he died. I think it was after a couple hours or something. I don't think it was yeah, instant. It was not. Yeah, and. That was it. That was pretty much the end. And he died more of the heart damage than he did of anything that happened in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, and then everybody is like, oh, Macho Man will always be remembered for how he treated kids and his work with the Special Olympics. Uh, Yeah. No, he will forever be remembered as a fucking asshole. (laughs) Yeah. An abusive asshole. Yeah. Drug addict. Yeah. And for Slim Jims. By other jerky, abusive (laughs) drug addicts as a guy that... Uh, tried to forgive himself by working with uh, Special Olympics. Yeah. Uh, the rest of us know he was a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. And All right. So that's that for the uh, dark side of the mat. And they call it at the Wait. end, wrestling's epic love story. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Gross. All right. So what did you... Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't learn anything new. No. I thought that the reenactments were really funny. I really just think that everybody just forgave themselves too much. They all 
Like, no one wants to accept any responsibility. And, yeah, you know, you are on drugs, too, so you have... You're not culpable, but that doesn't mean you're not responsible. Yeah. And nobody takes any ownership of what they did in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And I was which I would say, think like, will probably be a recurring theme on the, these yeah. wrestling darknesses. So, I've done... Mm-hmm. Some drugs. I've drank some alcohol. Uh-huh. I've done a lot of stupid shit. I have a lot of asshole friends, but I will straight up tell the truth about everything. Yeah, I'm not trying to hide anybody's stuff, including my own. But yep. all of these people from the 80s and 90s, they, it's they such a know. huge secret. Yeah. Like I don't get it. First off, just write some tell-all books. We all want to know. We'll all buy them. You'll make some money. I want to see all the pictures. I want to know all about the swinging parties. <laughs> I want to know all the dirt. All right. so The dark on. side of the pink Speedo. Yeah. Moving on to episode two, the mm-hmm. Montreal Screwjob. Now, Mike, you knew nothing of the Montreal Screwjob. Nothing. And Constable Cass, you had watched some of this at the time, correct? I knew I knew uh, the Montreal Screwjob, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So what did you think of the Montreal Screwjob episode, you guys? I, um, I enjoyed it, but I think having known it, I didn't enjoy it as much as somebody maybe that didn't know. I don't think that there's anybody that likes wrestling that's going to be surprised by this no, story. No, I mean just people that are watching that don't know the story. And I don't know how interested people that don't like wrestling are going to be in this story. I don't know. But who knows? Because it's the way possible. that they frame it in the documentary, I feel like the way that they beat it out throughout the... That's true. They build up some... They pace it correctly. They build a little tension They build here. a little tension. So our key players here, we've got... Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett Hart, who is actually in the yeah, documentary. Brett is in the documentary. We got Shawn Michaels, uh, the Harper uh, Kid. We've got Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, second generation wrestling promoter who's taken over the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then we've got some of the side players in this Jim story. Cornette. Jim Cornette. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. Vince Russo, Russo, head writer of most of the Attitude Era stuff in every brand. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Uh, Earl Hebner. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Who is just, in it, but not in the story. He's just adding commentary. Yeah. He's not involved. No, he's not involved. I'm one of, I'm one of Shawn Michaels' friends. Yeah, is that's his, his whole contribution. His whole uh, they, they hired him on Cameo, and they're just they're getting their money's worth. Yeah. And he's... He worked know, for sandwiches. Bored, so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll just talk about all this shit. Yeah. Chewing Give me an extra to- 15 minutes for free. Chewing a toothpick well, his still. His character was chewing a, a toothpick so long that he developed a toothpick habit in real life, allegedly. Uh, it's the same toothpick since like 1980s. I think so. So we'll give up an overview here of what's going so on. It started. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It started with a little history on the Hart family. And I, the Hart family uh, had a Hart dungeon, which I wrote down equals torture basement, where <laughs> <laughs> Dad Hart would torture. Stew football players into being wrestlers is what they said Um, that's all true yeah then he starts up a wrestling promotion called stampede wrestling which is eventually bought out by wwf right um who also by brett in the uh brett and um jim neidhart Mm -hmm. buys both of them he buys their contract yeah go ahead Yeah. yeah so he's essentially buying them so he gets uh Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels immediately start a feud in WWF and then it takes off from there. True. Almost factual. That's their history. Um, um a parallel we have the hap- uh upcoming of the WCW World Championship Wrestling promotion out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, 
at this time, they're going from being a small brand to a big brand that can compete with uh, with WWF. Mm-hmm. And one of the key players there is Eric Bischoff. He is an executive vice president who eventually takes over all of the... He's an executive vice president at the uh, Turner Corporation who eventually takes over all of the wrestling portion of the Turner mm-hmm. empire. And he plays dirty. And he... so there's people at the WWF who are afraid that when he steals uh, people from them, he's going to use dirty tricks. Go ahead, yeah. Sandra. I was going to say, Vince McMahon is the piece of shit of WWF. Mm-hmm. And Eric Bischoff is the piece of shit of WCW. That's correct. That's that's how you equate the right. level. There are two different kinds of pieces of shit. Yeah. One that thinks that the wrestling tradition is something to care about. And mm-hmm. one who thinks that uh, wants to build a wrestling with like business ideals Mm -hmm. and a very cutthroat attitude yeah so what happens next um so rick flair was the champ at the time when Uh bret hart came in he had health problems surprise surprise and (laughs) so you mean to tell me that a 45 year old rick flair was having the health problems and now 70 year old rick flair is having health problems well first off he looks exactly the same now Mm. as he looked then so tan, so hot, so Actually, blonde. Probably was forty years yeah. old at that point. Women all over the place. Gorgeous robes. I can't. I wouldn't believe he had health issues looking uh-huh. at him then or now. Um, so they wanted to know who they should make champ now. Vince McMahon just shrugs and is like, "Why not Brett?" Yeah. As he still makes so decisions often does, the same yeah. way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Brett. Well, Brett. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Okay. So they make Brett Hart the champ. I guess he has this rivalry with Shawn Michaels, blah, blah, blah. Hmm, hmm. Um, so then everybody's getting wooed away by WCW's money yep. um, because why wouldn't you go where somebody's offering to pay you $3 million instead of staying for $1 million? Yes, yeah. Um, especially when your career's so short. <laughs> like, if you're a wrestler, you're probably yeah. only wrestling till you're 40, especially then. Like, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, what Brett was trying to say that he didn't say very clearly there was Eric offered him $3 million for one year, but at the end of that year, his contract was going to be up for another negotiation, at which point Eric might say, I'll give you a million dollars. Eric might say that I'll give you $17 million, but Mm -hmm. he basically was only getting one year guaranteed. What Vince offered that he took was $1.5 million for 20 20 years. So he Which was, is an insane contract. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, Vince and was insane. Yeah. Yeah. But he thought, I think, when he was doing that, that WCW was going to go away within a year or two, mm-hmm. at which point he would just, as he does to Brett, renege on the contract. Oh, yeah. So he knows that he can renege on these contracts because there's so many clauses written into these contracts that... He can get away with canceling your contract at any time. Mm-hmm. So the thirty million that he's promising Brett is nothing. It's yeah. he's going to have to pay him one point five million dollars for the first year, and then everything else is just out there. So as we were talking about this, it reminded me of. So I feel like with Brett Hart and Jim Neidhart really parallels. KO and Sami Zayn. So Jim, <laughs> Jim Neidhart was in Bret Hart's rider That's as true. Sami Zayn was in KO's rider. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Uh, so what did we have happening? 
So, um, so Vince tries to screw Brett out of his contract, contract. and Brett gets a new contract with uh, Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're down to the last couple of weeks of that contract, and Brett says, what are we going to do to get the title off of me? Because Brett is, in fact, Vince's top title holder, and Vince says, oh, don't worry about it. You're going to lose to Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, the person that you have a feud with on television and you hate in real life. And uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels apparently got into a real fight backstage one day. Uh-huh. Um, Bret's quote was, it was like two prostitutes fighting downtown. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm not sure I think where be- he was going with that I metaphor. Think, I think because they were pulling each other's hair out. I think ah. he was trying to say they were fighting like girls. Ah. Because at one point somebody says somebody had like a fistful of hair. Yeah. Ah. I think that's what he was going for. Whatever. It might have just been a common thing at that time for them to see is just two prostitutes fighting downtown. Uh, You know how downtown Montreal is. He uses the metaphors that he knows. (laughs) Yeah. And then... um, What happens is you roll up a $100 bill into a plate of poutine and you just kind of throw it out onto the street. When when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So then it like spilled into the ring. And Shawn Michaels was insinuating that Bret Hart was sleeping with uh, Sonny. Yeah. I was going to call her a wrestler, but I wasn't sure if she was a wrestler, she just a valet. is mostly a valet. I yeah. think she did wrestle, not on WWF television. But then um, <laughs> Bret's like, if anybody was sleeping with her, it was Shawn. <laughs> so- and I do believe that Sonny has confirmed, confirmed that. that. That's correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> because she goes on the internet and talks about the... Uh, endowments of her former flame <laughs> i heard she Pretty does sure on that list plaster casts of them <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah, it's kind of like the makeup department in planet of the apes where they have the castings of all the faces mm-hmm. just with hers it's just the lap hogs of every wrestler <laughs> yep and so vince tells brett that because uh wwf is losing to wcw in the ratings he can't afford to pay him yes yes so brett's like well then fuck that i'm going to wcw brett and uh brett hart and chill Michaels are supposed to fight at survivor series it'll be brett hart's last match Mm -hmm. he says that he told Shawn Michaels he promised to always be professional and not hurt him in the ring and Shawn Michaels would not make the same promise back so Bret Hart got pissed and was like well I'm not gonna fucking fight him because he's disrespectful and Bret Hart says he's suspicious of what they're gonna do Mm -hmm. especially if there's um, any kind of uh, submission holds and he's suspicious of the wrath being super paranoid probably had nothing to do with roids Um, (laughs) (laughs) Earl Hebner allegedly 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 yeah yeah Earl Hebner, the ref, talks about... So, Brett buys Earl Hebner a first-class seat on their plane mm-hmm. and makes him promise not to screw him, and he says, cool, whatever. Um, gotcha. Th- <laughs> then there's a documentary crew filming uh, Brett Hart that whole night for Wrestling with Shadows documentary. So, Brett is uh, mic'd up, and nobody knows about it. That's true. So, they ha- he has a conversation with Vince called on tape where... He's telling Vince, like, he just wants to give the title back. He doesn't want to um, lose in his home yeah, town or home country. Yeah, they're going to They're going to get... It, no one's going to be winning or losing because the British Bulldog and Owen Hart are going to run out mm-hmm. and mess up the ending. And then tomorrow night on Raw, uh, Brett will give the title to Sean. And Vince... Like on the recording, it's he never really confirms or says no. He's just kind of like, we'll figure something yeah, out. We'll figure so out. how you didn't know 
immediately that you were going to be screwed. Like, that's the thing you say when you're lying. I do yeah. that all the time when yeah. I'm lying. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's a part in this uh, documentary where one person is being a real Mark and doing the conspiracy theory that maybe Brett knew. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear that Brett didn't know, but there is a lot of thing. There's a lot of co- convenient things that happened mm-hmm. that make it seem like maybe Brett did know. Mm-hmm. First of all, why the fuck is there a documentary film series going on for Brett that night? Night. Yeah, as he's leaving the company. Company. Why do they keep the cameras on him when he's spelling WCW, which he was Mm. obviously going to do? Why why is the cameraman just in the right place to... Catch the spit. To catch the spit. Why does... Why when Vince says, eh, I'm going to work it out. Don't worry about it, Brett. See you later. Why does Brett buy that? Yeah. Why is the story that... I was going to give the title over tomorrow. That's not something that would happen in wrestling. Why would it be that on Monday night, Brett would just hand over the title? Yeah, why wouldn't he, he just that have a match? No damn sense. And like, he lets the cameras follow him as he's leaving uh, the yeah. the the ring and going backstage where he's mm-hmm. destroying stuff along the way. Like, yeah. first off, yeah. why is nobody stopping and him? Breaking, ca- breaking camera stuff is something that happens on wrestling all the time. Yeah. And those headphones do not cost $100,000. No. Not on Earth. No. no. Headphones? The most that a pair of headphones, even for production quality. 5000 And I yeah. think that's probably a stretch. That's pushing it. Yeah. yeah. That's what Jay-Z has at his house. It's not <laughs> what they have the the jokers that do the, uh, the commentary, commentary yeah. for WDB. Yeah. Eh. And there's a good, like, I think some of them, like, when they talk about, they don't talk about it in this documentary, but JR has mentioned that security immediately grabbed him and took him to a secure location. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really care about, like, the British Bulldog. They care about the fans. They think that the fans might be uh, willing to cause violence mm-hmm. to Earl Hebner and JR and mm-hmm. Jerry the King. Yeah, and I don't think it's I possible. Guess. I don't know. I was just trying to, you know, line things up with your conspiracy theory. Oh, I don't you. believe this. I know Brett yeah. didn't know. Come on, <laughs> Brett didn't know. If they, if you really want to believe this conspiracy theory, then why didn't they have a camera in Vince's locker? Like, yeah. If, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that Brett doesn't actually in real life hit Vince, but so many people have told this story. So why isn't there a camera there to catch Brett punching yeah. Vince? I don't know. Um, I don't think he knew. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No. So anyway, the screw job happens. So the match, it's going on 10 to 15 minutes, whatever. They're fighting back and forth. Uh Then Shawn Michaels uses the sharpshooter, Brett's finishing move, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, And... Apparently, according to people, Vince is yelling for the guy to ring the bell, the mm-hmm. bell guy, right? Just ring the bell um, without the ref, you know, l- giving the signal, acknowledging that yeah. Brett tapped out. And so they ring the bell, and uh, that's when all the shit I mean, that goes makes sense. down. I don't think they did trust Earl Hebner to No, do that. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Earl Hebner's like, I mean, he was going to ring it whether I said that to do yeah, it or not. Whether I rang it or yeah. not, I might as well stay in. Vince's good, good graces, graces which yeah. is what he says he's like before the match like 15 minutes before the match they said are do you, you do it are yeah. you gonna do it do you want to keep working for vince yeah. brett's leaving does brett pay your paycheck <laughs> yeah <laughs> which totally makes sense because yeah. you could see vince getting somebody to go strong arm somebody even today yeah. like you have to do this or vince is gonna be so pissed i mean they don't even have to 
strong arm. Earl, Earl knows what the deal is. Yeah. He knows to do this or be fired, fired. tomorrow. Yeah. And there's no, like, there's no union to come and protect you when you're a ref at WWF. No. So then we get into this whole back and forth between Jim Cornette and Vince Russo, two mm-hmm. of the biggest douchebags. Yeah, both douchebags. Two of the biggest, or probably the two biggest douchebags in this episode. Yeah. I mean, Eric Bischoff is there, but he's barely in this episode. Yeah. So they're going back and forth about arguing. I wrote it. I yeah, wrote it. Arguing over who wrote it. Yeah. Like, who cares? First off, it happened. Neither of you was even that famous. Nobody's going to give a shit which one of you did it. It just yeah. happened. That's all that people care about. I mean, lots of people care about who, I mean, who did this. I mean, they but, do. But in the grand yeah. scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. No. First off, it was 30 years ago. <laughs> right. And uh, so they hate each other, which is a really they hilarious. For, m- for lots of things. Other things, yeah. yeah. They hate each other. It's hilarious how much they talk shit on each other. Yeah. They're both, clearly is something wrong with both of them. <laughs> As we've discussed, Jim Cornette has an attic full of uh, wrestling stuff. It's a wrestling museum in his parents' attic. Uh, Vince Russo, former head writer? Yes, yeah. Vince Russo was the head writer. During the Attitude For era? WWE. Yeah. All together, yeah. No, he, he started in WWE, eventually moves to WCW CW? when when WCW is beating WWE, and then... Gets hired back by WWE. Mm-hmm. So throughout the Attitude Era, he's writing most. Of- there is a strong argument that he's the one that said, why don't we make wrestling dirty and made wrestling the biggest it ever was. Hmm. So Jim uh, Vince Russo says Jim Cornette wants everything, all wrestling to be like it was in the 70s. And that is true. Jim Cornette says Vince Russo wants it to be all like Jerry Springer. And that's true. Yeah. So they and hate neither e- of them can recognize that neither thing is valid in 2019. No. Yeah, they it, bo- <laughs> 70 is wrong now, and 90 is wrong now. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. It's 25 years ago for both things, you mm-hmm. know, they're both wrong. Yeah, both of both them wrong. no longer have valid opinions. Mm-hmm. But they're still they're still fighting over their something guns. that they they did in 1999. Yeah, yeah. and so it never really they never really say in the doc. Who actually decided to write this segment? They well, leave it. There's, there's, yeah, the only there's three no people real that definitive were there answer. Are yeah. those two and Vince? And Vince is never going to tell you who wrote no, it. Never. Um, Vince doesn't really like Vince Russo and Jim Cornette either. Yeah. Well, um, in, in his defense, they are not likable guys. No. no, 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 no. They're about as likable as Vince. So then they cut to Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. <laughs> who was just pissed that he wasn't involved in any way. Hmm. Uh, says he wasn't, says they never told him about it. Uh, the night of, he was locked away in a room yep. or something. Yep. Um, then he says he didn't talk to Vince about it uh, for like a week or something. Mm-hmm. So that's all he really has to say. Yeah. Nothing to do with it. Um, I think they were just looking for somebody to tell the story where Vince came out a week later and told mm-hmm. all the guys that they could come get released from their contracts if they didn't like it. Yeah. Which is true. Many people have now said that. But I guess he was just the best person to tell it. Yeah. So, Shawn Michaels lies that night, tells um, Bret Hart that he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And they have recording of him Mm -hmm. saying it. It even sounds like he's lying. You can hear the lie in his voice. And he's, like, fake crying. You can hear him lying about it. Bret Hart calls him out on being a liar. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Undertaker is pissed, somebody says. I can't remember who said that. It might have been Brett. Undertaker gets pissed, goes to yell at Vince, too. Yeah. 
Let's I think that was actually factual. Even yeah. though Brett said it and it makes Brett look good, I think that was actually true. Um, so then Brett Hart is showering and he tell Vince comes in his dressing room and he's like, if you're not gone by the time I get out of the shower, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and so Brett says he comes out of the shower, he's naked, and Vince is just still there standing in the middle of the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett gets dressed and then he goes... And he uppercuts um, Vince, and I wish there was video of this so mm. bad, says he lifts him off the ground and knocks him out. Mm-hmm. They, there is video of Vince later with a black eye. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if it was makeup or not, but. No, it's real. Okay. I think they. Uh, uh, I think maybe, they embellished it. Yeah, embellished yeah, it. Because it kind of looked a little bit fake. There might but be a little hyperbole, yeah. but he definitely had a real black eye. Um, so. Sean Michaels still fake crying, blah, blah, blah. Vince Russo says Vince McMahon didn't trust the ref. So they're all just like going, they yeah, all, all distrust each other. each other. They're all yeah. suspicious. They're all roided out. They're all on cocaine. Yeah, there's so much coke. Let's see. Oh, Bret Hart goes on TV and exposes everything. Yeah. Exposes the business, which they didn't think he ever would because of his family history. Except that both uh, Vince Russo and Jim Cornette say that they predicted that he would, which actually yeah. does make sense. They want to make Eric Bischoff and uh, Bret Hart look bad. By having Bret Hart be the one that exposes the business. Mm-hmm. So, after this, it, they say, the aftermath was wrestling was changed forever. That's their quote. So, <laughs> WWE prospers and Bret Hart falters yeah. over in WCW. Yeah. And Bret Hart has a great quote. Uh, Eric Bischoff is an imbecile, which, accurate. Um, Bret Hart doesn't get over in WCW. They bring him in as like a ref. Oh. There's like no fanfare. So then they get into the conspiracy theory with Scott Hall, where Uh, (laughs) he thinks everyone was in on it and says that um, he says this as an educated fan. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was about it. Jim Cornette has framed death threats on his wall. He has the best of his death threats up on his wall. This guy is insane. Yeah, he's not very sane. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Earl Hebner crying, still feels bad, even though he's made up with Bret Hart, he says. Yeah. And then... And he's full Yeah. The ending is <laughs> Russo and Cornette still fighting. Yeah. The still back, The camera's just cutting back and forth of them yeah. talking shit on each other. Yeah. That's how it ends. So the whole thing is a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, Cornette vowing to piss on Russo's grave. Yes, oh, vowing- yes. It's, I told I my mean, wife. We all have enemies like that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna piss on several people's graves, or at least dance. But you know. you're not gonna shit in people's graves. No, no shitting. <laughs> shitting is gross. What about farting? Fart on their headstones. Like, like if they, like if they, they be able to smell the farts in hell if I fart on their headstones. <laughs> no, if like there's there's an angel holding a bird like on top of their mm-hmm. tombstone, I'm gonna like, chisel the bird away and I'm gonna put a turd. <laughs> Once a week. Once a week, I'm gonna fresh. I'm gonna freshen it freshen up. This up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have eat nothing but like bean sprouts, like something where it's like really. All right. So, like, Michael, what did you think about the Montreal screw job? Now that you know about it. Oh. Now that you saw this episode. Now that I know about it, yeah, I can see where all the conspiracy theories come from. What do you, what do you think about the old cross-eyed man now? <sighs> Which one? The. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. That's what I was trying to say. Rob spit Van Dam's out. famous quote, he's got that fucked up eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. He's always a cross-eyed seen... kid. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> he's well, just a sexy boy. Yeah, like like most other people from the area, he just seems like a scumbag. Yeah. yeah. Now he's got that kind of Max Hardcore thing going with the uh, <laughs> well, just a scruffy looking old guy with a cowboy hat. He did also in between the sexy boy and the scruffy old guy that he is now had a Christian phase oh, where he had... That's his real life, not no, his wrestling character. His character, remember, his character used to have all the crosses all over. Oh, that's just on his gear. Yeah. It wasn't really a Christian character. It was a Christian... Who else puts crosses all over their gear? I don't know, but... Yeah. He Bobby was Rude. still doing the heartbreak kid thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was still... It was very Christian. Yeah. The heartbreak pastor. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> He's super kicking for Jesus. The heartbreak youth minister. <laughs> All right. So just a sexy boy. First two so, of six of these be, uh, beyond the mats or whatever the hell this is. Dark side of the mat. Dark, dark side, side of the, of the ring. ring. Dark, dark side of the ring. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. What did you think as somebody that knew all about? You didn't. We didn't I, ask I didn't you. Think, I didn't think that there was anything new in here mm-hmm. for me. I kind of knew all this stuff. I've heard it from other angles. Uh-huh. I thought it was still enjoy- both enjoyable, well put together. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought that everybody involved with both episodes was either protecting themselves or protecting somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that the other episodes that don't have, that are not WWF related or only tangentially WWF related are going to be more interesting. Uh-huh. Because outside of Bru- Bruiser Brody... The other three stories, I don't really know that much about. There, there's a couple other murders that I don't mm-hmm. know anything about because they weren't, mm-hmm. they predate me and they never were at WWF, so. Yeah. I'm hoping that uh, the next couple episodes will feel more like true crime documentary style, mm-hmm. but like wrestling true crime, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you lost some of that with Miss Elizabeth and Macho yeah. Man because people were really protecting them so much. And there isn't. There isn't a crime in their deaths. No. Now, uh, like, there are, there's abuse, and mm-hmm. there's people protecting the abuse, mm-hmm. but I, the Macho Man, you know, died because he had done too many drugs, yeah. and his heart gave out. Elizabeth died because she OD'd on drugs. She I didn't think get they, murdered. I think they could have gotten Lex uh, on manslaughter, they or second degree. But that's not going to make a good true crime no, episode. I'm just saying yeah. that there is kind of a crime there. I mean, I think if I think if there was more evidence of a crime, they would have arrested him. Yeah, you know, maybe that's it. Yeah, I guess. I guess I, that's so, it. are you excited for the other four episodes? I'm excited. I liked these episodes. I love documentaries. I'm here <laughs> for every documentary. Kind of here for wrestling stuff. I mean, I guess because we have a wrestling podcast. I so. Guess so yeah. <laughs> I am I am hoping that after this Jim Cornell just kind of loses all focus. Okay. Just like on the one hand I want it like I would I love to he see has him lost all focus. Well, no, Jim like Cornette. not get any focus on him. Oh. Like oh. not get any attention. Mm. I because that, I think this might be the last episode with Jim Cornell, I don't know. But as much as like I would love to see him get bullied or more death threats, he <laughs> thrives in that. He obviously does. Yeah, so I just want him to get no attention and just kind of fade into his he, own. He seems like one of those people that just craves the hate, mm-hmm. that wants to be hated by yeah. everyone. So like, Which he's got the he's got one of the best personalities for that. Oh yeah, I mean I hate him. He's got my hate. 
good for you. Good yeah, it's yeah. like I want to hate him, but I know that's what he wants from me, so mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not. I'm not. And I feel like um a lot of the people that were in these two mm-hmm. will carry over into the next four because it seems There's like There's not a lot of people to ask about this shit. It, and yeah. it seems like they've got a cast kind of yeah. of like uh people to run through the entire series. Yeah. Like clearly um Mrs. Double H will probably only be on the first one. Eric Bischoff will be on every single one. They'll have Bruce Pritchard probably in every single one. Mm-hmm. They'll have Scott Hall clearly in every single one. In every single one. And I can't remember who some of the other players were that we saw, but mm-hmm. I feel like there'll be some car- a, a lot of carryover. Probably. You're probably as, right. As seeing a lot of documentary series. You're probably right. Yeah. All right. So I All guess right. that's it. Yeah. Until uh, our next Thursday episode, drink beer, watch wrestling. Nuclear Heat Podcast. Don't touch yourself. <laughs>